you to make the realization that that wasn't really like your, your flow and that you you should like kind of come back to the, the stuff you were doing prior? I guess it's just when I started up my YouTube channel, I was like, what's really, what's a, something I could do that, you know, really shows who I am as an artist, but it's simple. And I'm just like, bro, sit in front of the camera and play your acoustic. Like, that's who you are, just do that, because that's real. You know, you don't need all this big production stuff right now. Right. Just show people who you are, and if somebody likes it, they'll pick it up. And that's yeah. how you get your true followers. Mm -hmm. People that, like, authentically believe Yeah, you, you don't want to fake it. Yeah. You want to be completely real with your style, for sure. Especially yeah. image. I struggled with my image for a while because I was trying to be all these, all these things. Yeah, and that's what yeah. happens when you see like, oh, I've cheered Lady Gaga. This is what I gotta be looking like. Right? <laughs> yeah, and I feel like that can be good and bad because when you're comparing yourself to all these like quote unquote famous artists, you think that you have to follow their look or their style or their path <clears throat> exactly. But honestly, truthfully, I feel like following your own path is the best best thing to do. What's up everybody? Hope you're all having a lovely day. On this week's episode of Bindalism, Boho Hobo gets to speak with Kate Devon. She's a singer-songwriter from Syracuse, New York, with big plans to travel the world playing her guitar. She's making a big impact in our local area and has just recently released an album that can be found on Spotify and Apple Music. With her musical talent and optimistic personality, we have the utmost support for her in making her dreams a reality. Her musical style tends to be a little bit of indie pop mixed in with alternative rock, but at the heart of it, her style is very unique and true to her. We're glad that we were able to meet her and have this conversation, and we hope you enjoy it too. All right, well, we're here for episode 44? 40, 45? 40, 45. 45. 45. 45. Cheers. I'm so 45. Yeah. Cheers to that. Cheers. Welcome aboard. <laughs> I'm the only one with basic water. <laughs> We're here with Kate Devon, who is... Are you from Syracuse? I am not, but usually I tell people that I am because when I tell them I'm from Westmoreland, they're like, where? <laughs> I'm like, pretty sure that's not on the map, but yeah, I'm from Westmoreland, so about 45 minutes away from here. Okay. Just picture a bunch of cows and mm, farms. Okay. Wait, what yeah. direction? What here? direction? East. 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 <laughs> okay. Out near Utica? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, sometimes okay, I just okay. say, like, you know, somewhere between, like, um, you know, just think, like, Syracuse or Utica. Uh, yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't really give them, like, an exact dot. Yeah. Like, people ask, but yeah, Westmoreland. Because we're, we're from, like, a sm very small town north of Liverpool, and mm -hmm. we always just say, oh, we're from Syracuse. Yeah, Everyone exactly. just knows Syracuse. It's just easier that way. <laughs> yeah, and then they're, like, when they're, like, describe what, the town that you're from, I'm, I'm literally just, like, I, I live in the woods, basically. <laughs> I'm a boonies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm a boonster, guys. <laughs> I'm a boonster at heart. <laughs> Um, why don't you tell everyone a little bit about, you know, what you do, what your craft is and everything, and then we can kind of run, run with it from there. Cool. <laughs> so again, my name is Kate Devon, um, as these gentlemen told you, but uh, I am a singer-songwriter from West Mo, and uh, very indie, very alt-pop, very rock. At least that's what I have in my bio. I like to do a bunch of stuff, though. I don't like to really box myself into one thing. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. I'm just a, a very, very obsessive writer. 
<laughs> you know? Um, I just write a lot, I sing a lot, you know, really not much else to it. When did that start, wondering. that obsessiveness? <laughs> <laughs> so, the writing obsessiveness started around 10 years old, oh. which at this point I didn't even play guitar. So mm. it was basically just me scribbling in my notebook all the ideas that I could get down. Um, I even took piano by the time I was like 13, I think, but that only went on for a, like a year. So I have some piano knowledge, but for the most part, when I picked up guitar at 14, I was like, yeah, man. Mm. I was like, this is it. The, the cool kid. So the, <laughs> I wouldn't say cool, no? more, more of an awkward noodle, but that's, <laughs> that's kind of when it clicked in and, and I really just started writing every day. So I'm super glad I picked up a guitar. No hate to the piano lovers, because you was awesome. <laughs> I actually used to play clarinet in the in the middle school band. Nice. Yeah. We Wasn't know. that great at it. <laughs> like, I remember a few times, you know how you have the practices, mm -hmm. and you're like in a line with all the all your instrument players, you know, you have the, they have separate practices for the flute players, and then separate ones for the clarinet players. Mm -hmm. You know, we would go in a line, there would be notes up on the screen, and the teacher would make everybody play the notes, sight read, basically. Yeah. And when they got to me, I would just like, I would just do like a clarinet solo with like, wouldn't even like, I would be pretending to read the notes, but I just wasn't that good at it. I've never really been a note reader. Like, on piano, I'm okay at it. But I mostly just like to do my own thing, and the teacher would be like, Okay, honey, like, that was not it. Mm -hmm. You know, they're yeah, like, everybody yeah. else got it, but, <laughs> but you, not, not so much. So when, you, when you're when you writing music then, like, is that still... Has that still carried over in your music writing process? Do you, you don't really, like... <laughs> read the music in terms of like oh, yeah. notes you more just know it from like how you mm -hmm. really I've always been play. one to learn by ear mm -hmm. and I don't think there's any right or wrong way to learn you know because I've had people tell me like you need to learn notes right. in order to be like a musician right you know and and I've had people on on Facebook be like you know you can't teach if you're not certified in these things or right. you know yeah. I think that's completely yeah. wrong yeah, I agree. It's absurd. You know, it's all of it. <laughs> it is. Everyone you know? learns differently. Exactly. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I've just always been a creative person. I really have always hated structure mm -hmm. a lot. You know, I just like to go by what I feel. And usually that's how the best songs are made, I think. Now, you know, when it comes to music theory and stuff, I think knowing quite a bit of that stuff is necessary to be like a musician that understands, yeah. you know, what you're doing. So I know some of that. But definitely as far as songwriting goes, I just write down the chords write down the lyrics, you know, I'm not really one to document like every single. And it's not like on a staff or anything, oh, it's no. just kind of like <laughs> no, 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 no. like literally yeah. writing out the letters. Mm -hmm. not... I just write like a notebook, you know, yeah. just words that rhyme, scribbling yeah. them down. And then I just rewrite them a bunch of times and that's basically how I, that's how I go about all of my writing, I think. So Do out of all the, the, you said you're obsessive with it, so you're like constantly <laughs> doing it. Like out of yeah. how much put you put out there, how much do you actually like refine and go forth with? Oh man, like, well I've gotten into posting on YouTube every single week, so that has nice. definitely made me write a lot more, because I'm trying to like stay on schedule and get like the songs out there a lot more, but yeah, I mean, as far as like the obsessive thing goes, I think that's just me saying like I have to do it like every day or else like I don't feel right. Yeah. You know? Fair. Yeah, it's just that type of thing. I feel like everybody has something like that, though. Yeah, we approach uh, Boho Hobo as more like documenting, not trying to structure it like we gotta film mm -hmm. this, this, and this. It's yeah. just like we live the lifestyle and then it's like on the go, we're gonna document. And right. Yeah. 
but we still kind of have that mentality of needing to create mm-hmm. consistently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Because like without it, people kind of just like forget that you're a thing, you know? <laughs> <laughs> a lot yeah, of I feel the, that. A lot of the thing with the creative is like if you're not creating, you feel like this lack of. Like, mm-hmm. Having yeah, creativity like I fills you that. up by just like having new ideas all the time. Yeah, it's like it's always been my outlet, I think. Like, for example, I got into playing electric guitar recently, and when I say recently, I mean, like, close to three years now, like, two and a half years. The first time I played electric on stage was when I was 17 for my uh, CD release party, which was not that long ago. Mm -hmm. I'm 18 now, and uh, I've spent, like, a lot of time just learning the modes on guitar, which is theory, kind of, sort of, I guess, and just learning how to solo, because since I was 14, I've just been an acoustic strummer. And, you know, I've been doing, like, a lot more of the Rocky, like, you know, actual, like, making these type of stuff. And I've really enjoyed that. But for a while, it kind of took away from my actual, like, songwriting. So I've just recently got into, like, writing every day again. And I feel like it's a big difference, you know? It's like, I enjoy the instrumentation of it and writing on my electric and stuff like that. But I think at heart, I'm, like, really an indie singer-songwriter. Like, at the base of all of it. How do you, uh... When you're writing music, do you tend to create the lyrics first, then the song, or vice versa? Yeah. Or is it like a mix? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I'm so glad you asked that because I get a lot of people on Instagram asking me this, like, how do you go about writing your songs? Or like, do you have any advice for writing songs? And I'm like, honestly, I don't have any like specific advice to give you because everybody does it so differently. But for me, I do melody and lyrics at the same time. Okay. Yeah. So, like, when I'm coming up with lyrics, I can already, like, tell how I want it to sound. And that's kind of how, like, you make the structure a bit a bit easier in your head. I actually find it harder to write the music first and then and write lyrics it over lyrics. it. Yeah. yeah, I feel like it kind of has to be, like, simultaneously doing it. Right. You know? But a lot of people, yeah. they come up with the melody first and all that stuff and then write the lyrics after. So, me being which... ignorant to music theory, what exactly is melody? Um... Let me come up with some technical terms to make me look smart. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like, like I said, I'm really not huge on music theory, but I don't know. I mean, I guess I don't really have like a good definition for you of what like melody is because, you know, I tend to just think of it a lot more, you know, like carefree, like woo. But I can say that I've always been a very melodic person, you know, I mean, as far as like take electric guitar for example there's a lot of like shredders out there that are like know so much music theory and are super skilled and super like good at what they do you know and then and then you have the players that are more like melodic you know and like i don't want to say less technical but you always have those people that are like what takes more talent being melodic and having really good melody or being like super technical and super 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 shreddy i've always personally thought that like being like shreddy and super technical is harder but then yeah. i have people on my instagram that are like you are so talented at guitar because of how like melodic you are and like the melodies that you come up with like your leads are so good because of that i feel like into myself i'm like i don't know guys like i <laughs> i would really like to be more technical and, and more shreddy yeah you know i feel like melody is like um like when she's referring to like shredders like you mm-hmm. can, i think of like a hard like a hard rock song with like a crazy like riff and like or prog yeah you know, like really prog whereas like melody is more like something a little bit more catchy and like 
it's like, like be, it's yeah it's like a, a little bit book. nicer to listen to you know like you remember it in yeah your head. like if somebody were like hung that back to me you right they can you know yeah. like that's the type of stuff that i write but i'm always striving to be more technical as well mm-hmm. you know i really try to hammer all the technical stuff into my head so really catching up on the theory for mm-hmm. sure when i think theory and when i think modes i think of patterns like up and down the neck you know right. I, I, I don't think specific notes yeah, you know, interesting. Which is totally different from what some people do. But I think that has good carryover when you're playing live, doesn't it? Because you're not really like, you just like go in that flow of it. You're not actually like trying mm-hmm. to pinpoint, this is what I got to do. Yeah. Because like, if you're in a band, let's say, and you're just good at note reading, <laughs> and then you try to just play without the notes, without you the music, you, you're, go- you're a goner, you know? Unless you have extremely good muscle memory. Right. Because a lot of musicians, you know, especially if you've been playing a long time, that's a part of how I've learned, too, is just having really good muscle memory. Yeah. You know? So it really, like, everybody's so different. That's why it's so tough to talk about, like, music sometimes, because everybody's, they learn so differently. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I was thinking, I was just, when you mentioned that, I was just thinking, like, I played trumpet throughout, nice. throughout trumpet school. Trumpet squad, yeah, I don't like, play trumpet, but cheers. <laughs> um, and I did solo fest throughout, you know, school, and mm-hmm. so you have to, like, memorize right. the song, so I in that sense, well. you take, yep. you take reading music, sheet music, and then you actually have to, like, remember every note. But, <laughs> well, when it was, like, band music, where I didn't really care that much about it, like, if they pull the music out of, in front of me, like, I probably wouldn't remember how to play any of it because I don't, like, I'm not practicing to memorize it. I'm just Mm -hmm. practicing to sound good while I read it, you know, Mm -hmm. so. It's a totally different approach. Yeah, but, like. Yeah, for sure. I think it, yeah, it would be, like, a good idea to build the song by, you know, just like hearing it out and stuff, because then you just like are naturally remembering. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of the greatest guitarists that I've ever heard don't consider themselves great at music theory at all. Like Sarah Longfield, for example. I don't know if you guys have heard of her, but she's like a monster on guitar, like inhuman, you know? Yeah. Um, Like people like Jason Richardson, I'm, I'm sure he knows a shit ton of music theory for sure. But, you know, like I said, everybody's different. You know, something that I'm always trying to get better at. Yeah, I like that about music. That <clears throat> mm-hmm. there's, it's just like a spectrum of different approaches. Yeah, and you can learn from everybody. Level. You can yeah. learn from everybody and anybody. You know, it's one of those things you always have to have an open mind for because every single person you talk to is going to have a different approach. You right. know, so there is no, no wrong or right way. That's interesting. Yeah. So. So you said that uh, you picked up the guitar at the age of 14. Yep. What yep, yep, yep. What kind of led, like, so, like, let's, let's co- kind of go back to, like, young Kate. <laughs> what, what kind of things led to you being interested in kind of going down this music path? Uh, so strange because uh, I don't want to say I was, like, a troublemaker because I definitely was not. In my eyes, I was not. But like I said, I've never liked structure. Mm -hmm. So if you take it way back to elementary school, I was that weirdo that was trying to... um, I remember this one instance, I had this thing called the sticker store. And I would just... um, I I wouldn't actually sell the stickers because, like, what was I? Like, five? (laughs) And I would give 
stickers to like all of my classmates which I was just you know being like a little entrepreneur you know I've always had that like love for like promoting and and doing all that stuff before the music thing even came along and matter of fact I really liked art at this point like drawing you know so you were, you, you had a creative I've always had like a creative thing going on with like but with that like entrepreneur side that always wants to like give people stuff and promote you know sell whatever right. which I love prom- promoting on social media now so that's kind of carried over into you know my young adult life yeah. but yeah I mean I would always get in trouble for it they found the stickers all over the walls all over the desk the janitors were pissed because they couldn't get rid of the stickers <laughs> I was always doing stuff like that in elementary always you know, so I've always kind of been that type of kid, just kind of like following my own rules. You know, not disrespecting the rules intentionally, anyways, because yeah. I was like really young. But you know, I've always just kind of had that compass to do creative stuff, regardless of what anybody thought. Mm-hmm. You know, trying to build teams around me and that kind of thing. I don't think that's yeah. changed. You know, in the in the real world, those are good skills to have. But when you're in a structured setting like school, <laughs> they will yeah. not like it. They will not like it. But that's what makes us different. Yes. Anyone who's on like a entrepreneurial or, or like artist creative like yeah. journey, mm-hmm. we all can attest to the fact that a structured <laughs> yeah. like yeah. a something that is structured that everyone tells you have to do, we're just like yeah. don't we don't buy. Yeah, I just, <laughs> yeah, it's so crazy. I have so many stories like daycare even daycare seriously i remember like putting on talent shows for the kids and i was the same age as all the kids anyways but mm-hmm. i was like guys we should throw a talent show and i would do a bunch of these and everything but you know the, cool. the daycare owners never really liked it mm-hmm. <laughs> you know and i was always just kind of i remember making this one art project for the talent show oh my goodness this is such a staple in my weird noodle self. I like made a ham sandwich out of cloth and it was supposed to be like this super cool piece of art, you know, abstract. And I think the daycare owner either threw it away or put it in the attic or something like that before the art show I was trying to put together even went down or something like that. So I don't know. I feel like creative people always take the most punches when it comes to stuff like that. Because you're always going to have people, because you're only trying to entertain, you know, you're only trying to have fun, you know, do creative stuff. There's always going to be people that, that don't get it. Mm-hmm. Or there's always going to be. Yeah. You yeah. know? And would... if you look at a lot of the successful people in the world anyways, if you look back to who they were in high school or even earlier, you know, they're probably the weirdos. They're probably the people that weren't the most understood, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, not that yeah. I was, like, completely a weirdo or not misunderstood, because I had a big social circle that I liked hanging out with but I definitely had people mainly adults that didn't get it yeah but very conservative minded mm -hmm. maybe yeah Yeah. what is this girl doing man like come on (laughs) let's be real here you know it's always kind of been like that did you get that from your parents as well no and that's I think has played a huge role in you know, my music where it is now because my parents have always been so supportive of everything that I've done music-wise, you know, even if some other people weren't so supportive, they were like always on board with it. So I think if they hadn't been on board with it, maybe things would have been a little bit different because I wouldn't have the opportunities that I have now. So I completely wholeheartedly think that my parents were like a huge push in like what I do for sure. Are they in the creative... Are they in the creative space too? No, and that's the funny thing about it. My dad's like a contractor and my mom is like visiting nurses. Oh. So they're definitely not really 
involved in music or art or anything. I mean, my dad used to do a lot of poetry, so not so much anymore though, you know. They're not really. That's interesting. Yeah. Do you have any siblings? No, only child. Okay. Yeah. I'm just trying to like understand kind of <laughs> where the creative flow comes from or if it's just yeah. unique to you. Yeah, I've never been a sports person. Like not to say the sports people can't be creative, obviously, but you know, while a lot of my friends were into stuff like that, I was just not, you know. Mm -hmm. I was just coming up with, with stuff all the time. That's so Basically. cool. I mean, that's definitely like a skill that most people don't even have or wish they had, <laughs> right? The ability to create as like frequently as you do. Mm-hmm. It's a curse and a blessing. Yeah. Because right? when you're not blessing doing anything, you're like, anxiety starts setting <laughs> Yeah, in. definitely, for sure. I feel like all every artist understands the way that that works, you know? Yeah. I, like, catch myself sitting down for a minute to, like, watch TV or something, and then immediately, after, like, five, ten minutes, I start thinking about, should I be watching TV right Me too. <laughs> I have this thing where I feel so guilty to watch TV that... Every time there's a show on that I like, which is The Bachelor, I don't really watch any other shows. <laughs> That's good. I just like bring my electric guitar downstairs and I have to play it while I'm watching, you know? See, just, okay, that's a, that's a good trade-off. You multitask and you're still able to watch the show. Yeah. <laughs> now to go back on The Bachelor thing, did you, <laughs> did you hear about that whole like scandal thing with the Yeah, I was watching girl? it. Yeah, that's yeah. So, like, she is local, isn't she? Yeah, she she's is. from she's Syracuse. Yeah. I think I knew her. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she got a lot of backlash, but to each their own. You know, it's a it's a reality TV show. I don't know. She um, called someone immature or whatever. Yeah, Big she just like freaked out. I'm, I think it's live, right? Is it live? It well, it's pre-recorded. No, it's th yeah. this season already ended, but she got booted off kind of like right in the middle of the season because of like how she was reacting on the show. Or, yeah, yeah, Peter didn't like that too much. Mm. And then a bunch of people <laughs> were like sending hate to her. It was sad. Do you honestly. guys know her personally? No. no. Mm -hmm. I don't either. I think I know a few people that I know that are friends with her on Facebook, but I was like, hey, that's cool. You Maybe know? we can have her on the podcast. You should. Have her, have her on the podcast. <laughs> you totally her should. Her <laughs> on the that could be interesting. Yeah. I, mean, I think it would definitely be Does that like, I guess that does like open her up to get being having a title of a reality TV star, so definitely kind of fits the mold. Definitely, <laughs> she's an entrepreneur too. Like, oh really? Very business. I don't know anything yeah. about her, so I'm just <laughs> like, all right. <laughs> but to bring it back to you, <laughs> yeah. All right, so you're 14. What what was like the thing that got you to buy the guitar, the first guitar? Were you, like, thinking about it for a while? Oh my or, like... gosh, I haven't thought about this in so long, but there was an exact reason why I wanted to play guitar. Literally. Do you guys watch The Voice? Mm -hmm. Do you remember Sawyer Fredericks? He lives semi-close yep, to here. I do. I, I went to see him once when he came back. I had, it's like... Yeah, I had such a huge crush on this dude, and I remember during one of his voice performances, he had a bunch of acoustic guitars behind him, and I was like, okay, I need to play guitar now. Mm. Like, I need to play guitar, yeah. you know? So, yeah, it was just because I was watching The Voice and really liked the dude, so I was like, I'm gonna pick it up a guitar now. Oh, nice. Did it's you sing prior to that? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I definitely sang. Totally different style, but I did sing. What was it like when you first started playing guitar? Like, getting into that um, music space? Yeah, so I took lessons at Big Apple first. That's, like, in Utica. Um, honestly, I never really found it, like, super, super difficult. Oh, wow. 
You're just natural. It depends on like you know what I was learning, but as far as like chords went, like the basic chords, like you know open chords C, A minor, whatever, I found those pretty easy to get down. I just would learn songs that had the same structure throughout. Yeah. You know, learn the shapes, and then you can apply them to other things, and you know. Right. I just kind of went by patterns, like I said, mm -hmm. memorize them. Oh, not even looking at sheet music. No. Oh, okay. So very and, early on, you were just kind of like off the cuff. I mean, like when I yeah. when I learned, uh, I used to play guitar. I haven't played in a while, so like I honestly <laughs> can only play like two songs. But like I just learned, like you just see the tabs, see like what chords are being used, and then you just mm -hmm. you know what the song already sounds like. So it's just like figure, like hearing right. it out to figure it out. Would you be making your own songs during that time, or just be like mm -hmm. playing tab? Oh well. Yeah, I would be writing my own songs, like, I mean, like I said, I was writing since I was 10, so I would take some of those songs that I had written, like, without the chords, and I would, like, kind of sound it out and apply the chords to the songs that I had already made, which most of them were indie pop, you know, so they were, like, four chord progressions, it was really easy to kind of, like, map out and figure out, so that's kind of how I started with that, but, yeah, just covers, basically learning stuff like that, which it was kind of a blend of the two at the time. Yeah, and then you can build off of that style and kind of mm -hmm. make it your own. Yeah. Where yeah. did you go for, um, I guess, like, one, outside of taking lessons, like, who like who were some of the people that influenced your music early on that kind of helped push you towards, like, where you're, where you're at now? I keep staring at that Dalmatian. <laughs> I feel like that's such an old stuffed animal. Yeah. It was so cute. Oh. <laughs> I love them. From, uh, yeah, it's a Disney one. Yeah, so, I love Disney. I'm such a psycho for Disney. So, like, I've always wanted a Dalmatian. Like, yeah, they're so, so cute. Like, they're so, so, so cute. I'm so sorry, I got so distracted. No, I love it. That's how your mind is, though. Yeah. Like, uh, take, yeah. Take in the room. That's why I have all this stuff. I'm a Gemini, too, so I just have a talking oh, okay. problem. It just, <laughs> <laughs> it never oh. stops. That's like the split personality kind of <laughs> Right? Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Gemini. But yeah, it's what's your question, sir? I'm sorry. Oh yeah, no. Uh, you're, you're totally fine. <laughs> uh, like, important influences in your life right. that help push your music. Yes, like I don't want to see the same answer every time because on yesterday's interview with CNY Live, which shout out to them, they're really cool, um, I would say like Ed Sheeran and Taylor Swift and... and Maybe Alanis Morissette, people like that, because Ed Sheeran and Taylor Swift, I have been listening to since, like, way, 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 way back, you know? So, um, I'm trying to think. Lady Gaga, I've always really loved her, because she's very artsy. She doesn't really care what anybody thinks, you know? So, as far as, like, kind of more contemporary pop music goes, I would say, like, the people that I just mentioned, mm -hmm. probably the, the biggest ones. Now, though, um, I don't know, I think my music taste has gotten a lot broader. Like, I was in a hard rock band, like, a few months ago. Mm -hmm. Getting close to a year, actually. I can't believe how oh, yeah. fast time flies. Yeah, um, and that was very, like, Hailstorm style, even though I was originally acoustic indie mm -hmm. pop, which was a huge change for a lot of people in the area to see me do. Mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of people weren't with it, I can say that, because they know me as this, you know, indie singer-songwriter that plays in bars, you know, they, right. don't, like, what are you doing? they don't want me to get all metal, you yeah. know, um, and for the time being, I think it was completely the right decision to do, I mean, have I changed since then? Yeah, I've kind of reverted more towards the indie pop thing again, because I think, 
you know, I had to kind of go in a circle to figure out, you know, who I am as an artist right now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think it, I think it was good because it really improved my guitar skills. I played solos on stage and stuff like that. Um, was and that she, through a Divinity Rain? Yes. Yeah, okay. yep, and Devin stood for, or Divinity stood for mm-hmm. Devin. So okay. it was kind of like a hailstorm thing. So was it you that created the group? Mm-hmm. On your own. Oh, okay. Yeah. It wasn't like you joined into it. Yeah, well, actually, it's kind of a funny story. Like, Zach over here, um, him him and his friend were going to put together a group. And then it just kind of became like we were searching for members. And then it kind of became the Divinity Rain thing after, like, four members, mm-hmm. you know. Okay. So is that still currently... It kind of sort of is. I mean, I recently did a collab on the West Coast with Jared Dines, which he's like a metal YouTuber. This was at the time that I was really pushing the hard rock slash metal thing. Mm -hmm. And I did a cover with him of Nothing Else Matters, which if you search that, you will find that my eyebrows were quite the show. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I still think about it and I'm like, oh dear. Like, literally, I would like box them in so much. I mean, I thought it was grungy. I thought it was cute, but... The comments will say otherwise, so, I mean, it's fine, I was literally, like, dying in the hotel room, and I was like, oh my god, like, I should have listened to these people, because, (laughs) yeah, I was, like, doing my makeup in his bathroom, and it was so dim, and I was like, oh my god, like, these are gonna be some dark-ass eyebrows, but, um, yeah, and then he was just kind of telling me, like, you know, um, I really like what you're doing, and, you know, kind of his, his vision of, I'm talking about Jared, by the Mm -hmm. way, kind of his vision of, um, what he thought I could kind of do as an artist and at the time I was thinking of moving so I was out there yes so I was kind of under the realistic impression that maybe the band wouldn't last if I were to move you know so I kind of went into the solo artist thing really reverted back to my songwriting becoming more of that like because here's the thing when I was in the rock band or I was trying to make it a metal band I was really trying to write a lot of metal sounding songs and I am an indie pop artist at heart you know I would say rock too definitely very rocky kind of like pink you know or Avril Lavigne sort of thing Um, and I would really just try to shape myself into this and then after the band ended I realized I was like huh like I was really trying super hard to be something that maybe I wasn't truly so now I just feel like you know, ever since I've been writing every day, I kind of reverted back to, you know, who I was really, truly as like a raw singer-songwriter, mm-hmm. you know, without trying to make it fit into that metal box. Because it's like, girl, you aren't metal. Maybe you can play metal on the guitar, but vocally I would not consider myself metal, Got it. you know? Or even as far mm-hmm. as my songwriting goes, I'm really, I think I'm really quite more contemporary or, or pop or something like that. I feel like that's good, though, as an as a musician to, uh, like, explore those mm-hmm. different avenues. I'm so glad I explored yeah. it. Really, I don't have, like, any regrets at all. Yeah. If anything, yeah. it made you a better, a better artist in what you are, like, really good at and just mm-hmm. kind of reinforce that. Yeah, it's all about self-discovery, man. You yeah. got to figure out what works and what doesn't in order to really be your best, I think. And if you're always in your comfort zone, it's like, what's the fun in that? You know, I had to go out and play those guitar solos on stage right. and maybe butcher a few of them <laughs> in order to get better. You know, it's like, at least I had the guts to do that to begin with. Yeah, I think it's, it's being okay with potentially failing mm-hmm. whatever you want right. to deem as failing. Yeah, and I do not think that band feel, failed either. We got along so good, played a lot of big shows. 
we played our own headlining show at the Lost Horizon. Nice. And you know, sometimes they still join me on stage for the for the bigger gigs, mm -hmm. and we keep kind of those more like pop rock, or like just straight up rock songs. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah. Because cool. I feel like instead of trying to go full on metal, like that's really not true to who I am. You know. Yeah. And as someone like who's listening is trying to gain a sense of like clarity and maybe understanding like who they are. Like, uh, what would you say when you're kind of like navigating through this experience? How do you know, like, oh, this is what I should be doing as opposed to this? Do you have like a sense of awareness with that? Um, I think, sorry if I'm saying like, I'm a lot, or like, like, <laughs> like, girl. But... You seem pretty well spoken. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, but yeah, I just think if you have really good intuition about what you should be doing, go with that. If something doesn't feel right, or if you feel like you're pushing too hard to put yourself in a certain box that you know isn't right, just don't do it, you know? I mean, if it's complicated and if it's something that you think you could use to make yourself better, go for it by all means, you know? Because I remember trying to sit down and write lyrics that would sound like really hard rock or really metal. And because a lot of the metal songs I listened to were like extremely poetic. Not that like my songwriting isn't poetic, because I think that it is, but I can't even really describe it. Like, ah oh, man, like Beyond the Black, for example, I don't know if you guys know them, but just take a look at their songs. You'll realize that they have a very specific writing style, right? So I was trying so hard to fit myself into what, what they did and mm -hmm. what bands like that did. But at the end of the day, I think that made me a better songwriter, even if that wasn't truly what I wanted to do at the time. Yeah, you can pick right. up different techniques. Right. You know, Learn new words, yeah. you know, but at the end of the day, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. You know, did, you, did you feel like when you were trying to write in that style, it almost felt like there was just like friction with mm -hmm. your like... Your and I remember being like, well, style. I don't want this to be an indie pop acoustic sounding thing. So how can I imagine a heavy riff under this? Mm. So I had to think about that too, like what kind of riff will go under this? Even though you wanted the indie pop all along? <laughs> kind of. It's like I was honestly trying to like push it aside almost because I wanted to fit this image so bad. Which I feel like is never a good idea. Because yeah. people will tell when, when you aren't truly with it. Not that I wasn't truly with it, because I thought that I was. Right. You know? It's just I was really trying and I feel like people can tell when it's not flowing correctly. What, what, uh... I guess what what got you to make the realization that that wasn't really like your your flow and that you you should like kind of come back to the the stuff you're doing prior i guess it's just when i started up my youtube channel i was like what's really what's a, something i could do that you know really shows who i am as an artist but is simple and i'm just like bro sit in front of the camera and play your acoustic mm -hmm. like that's who you are just do that because that's real you know, you don't need all this big production stuff right now. Right. Just yeah. show people who you are, and if somebody likes it, they'll pick it up. Mm -hmm. And that's you how know? you get your true followers. Like mm -hmm. People that, like, authentically believe yeah. in you. Yeah. You don't want to fake it. Yeah. You want to be completely real with your style, for sure. Especially yeah. image. I struggled with my image for a while because I was trying to be all these all these things. Yeah, and that's what yeah. happens when you see, like, oh, I'm cheering Lady Gaga. This is what I got to be looking like. Right? <laughs> yeah, um, and I feel like that can be good and bad, because when you're comparing yourself to all these, like, quote-unquote famous artists, you think that you have to follow their look or their style or their path <clears throat> exactly. 
But honestly, truthfully, I feel like following your own path is the best best thing to do. Yeah. Because that ties into like music theory too, you know, kind of like along the same lines. Everybody will tell you something different in terms of what to do. So why not just like make your own path instead of following what everybody else does? Right. Like you can definitely take like themes and, mm-hmm. and, and aspects apply of those yeah. different um, influencers, but obviously making it your own. Well, truly, also just making it your own in the long run is probably going to serve you a lot better than copycatting, if you will. Yeah. Or like imposter syndrome. That's probably better. Because <laughs> I think that you can you you see imposter syndrome just like in any. Like you don't need to be <laughs> the a physician. Imposter syndrome. It's it's so it's just like the lowest hanging fruit. You know, it's just mm-hmm. so it's always there. Yeah, and the weird thing is that every single like cover song or whatever that I've done, I feel like I've had people say that they think that I am intentionally trying to make the song my own when really I'm not I've just always kind of had that like when I learn a song I just immediately add my own style to it without really thinking about it you know so I've never really been one to copy anything exactly I want to like make it my own thing lots of times subconsciously though it's like I don't think about it it just turns out to sound different than than the original and a lot of times that's when it's the best it can be when it's just like right off the cuff and Mm-hmm. I just try not to think about yeah. it too much. I know that like in uh, like a singer competition shows, they like what they encourage that like yeah. how, what you're doing as opposed to someone mm-hmm. just singing it exactly the same as how it sounds. Mm-hmm. Right. Because some people are so good at that and they're so skilled at doing that. And there's nothing wrong with that. I just think personally for me, I just would really hate to make something an exact copy of something else right yeah you know because it's like where's the originality in that you're just gonna turn into a cover like a, <laughs> a cover band for the rest of your life <laughs> yeah oh i would hate to be a cover band man i mean some just people some thing. people definitely make a career out of it but mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, no you definitely, definitely don't yeah. think you do you yeah you do you but it doesn't sound like that's at all what you're trying to do no so what, what are you trying to do? Like, what's the future vision of <laughs> I think, um, I really just think that I just want to see where it goes because I have an album coming out on March 25th, which is completely acoustic. Ooh. It's completely unplugged. I did all the instrumentation. I did all the, all the vocals. I wanted something that would be really authentic. You know, I didn't mm-hmm. want a full band. I didn't want you know, any electronic stuff going on. And I'm gonna put that out there. I'm gonna see how that does. Um, regardless of how it does, I think that, you know, I'm proud of that decision for going that route. I think I'm gonna stick with that, just stick with the indie songwriting because it's easiest for me. You know, it doesn't feel like I have to put in a ton of effort in order to make it happen and to have it be like good. Right. You know, so I think just an indie, alt-pop, you know, alternative rock artist. Just imagine, like, Ed Sheeran with an electric from time to time, mm. ripping some solos. So are you just going under your actual name? Kate Devin. Okay. Yep. Cool. Yeah, I saw your Instagram, the change from Divinity Rain to Kate Devin, like, total rebrand almost. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you kept, still kept the images, yeah. obviously. But, um, are you, so you're free from a label then? You're totally independent? Yeah, I am independent right now. I might have some exciting things coming up the next few months with some people that I have 
contacted, which nothing is confirmed yet, but, you know, I'm going to be traveling to New York City, you know, stuff like that, just figuring everything out. So. That's exciting. And if anybody's in the city, I have a show at Rockwood Music Hall on April 5th, which is a Sunday at 4 p.m., and there's no cover charge. So I highly recommend you come out and just squiggle around with me, because it's going to be fun, for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'll keep everybody updated on those, you know, with all my socials, which like katedevin.com. Spelled C-A-I-T-D-E-V-I-N. Everybody spells it like K-A-T-E. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's an exciting show I have coming up. I'm definitely very, very stoked for that one. <laughs> so what what is like, one, is there a name for the album? Yep. It's just called Kate Devin Unplugged. Oh, okay. Originally, I was nice. just going to title it Kate Devin. But do I see every album being acoustic? Not so much. I just wanted to start out with this to be like, hey, this is me completely. Gotcha. You know, but I put unplugged in parentheses to so nice. be like, hey, this is this is just me strumming. Cool. Is yeah. there like a I guess like a story you're telling in this album, like a theme to it, or is it just kind of um, a, a collection of different ideas? Yeah, I would say it's more of just a collection. Some songs I wrote recently are on there, and some older songs are on there. Like, for example, Cold-Blooded was actually recorded with Divinity Rain as a full-on like pop rock song. But I kind of stripped it down and put it on this album as well, because it's always gotten a really decent response. Mm. So I was like, why not just slap it on this album too, you know? If people like it, don't want to take it away. You know? True. It's a good idea. Yeah, I feel like a lot of those band songs I'm going to kind of rework. So are you, I mean, obviously you just finished this, so. Yeah, I recorded it in a um, week. <laughs> damn. It was a lot of work, yeah. Are you like planning like uh, a bunch of shows around this album or I guess what is, what's your process with that now that you're, you're putting that out? Uh, yeah, I mean, I do have some shows coming up. Like uh, March 20th, I'm going to be at the Fire Arts and Music Festival which is completely showcasing female artists Ooh. and female businesses. It's going to be a house packed full of, full of a bunch of really empowered, awesome uh, females in music. And, uh, and then I got April 19th, I'm going to be at Funkin' Waffles for Leading Ladies Night with Jess Novak. Ooh. And then the other show I have is June, sit, or June 5th at Piggy Pat's Smoking Ale House, which is in New Hartford. So those are the only shows I have lined up right now. May is kind of a blank slate right now because I want to kind of work um, everything out going on in April with the album and everything. Or April, it's not even April, guys. Come on, I'm like skipping the <laughs> skipping the spring already. But yeah, I'm planning on going back to the city in May. So I wanted to kind of keep that open, see what that venues have some dates. Right. Yeah, I might play the Nest in Brooklyn and some more Manhattan shows. Which takes a lot of planning for travel and everything, so. I know we haven't hit on this, but uh, do you do your music full-time, or do, are you doing, like, any other, like, jobs or anything like that on the side? Kind of, sort of. I mean, music is, like, my full-time thing, but here and there I have done some, like, movie stuff. Like, I was a hand double for um, one of American High's mm. films. Mm -hmm. There's a bunch of people who live here that... Like, yeah, I was an extra in, in one of those films, but originally they had me for to be a hand double for the main character, um, Madeline Brewer. She's like on The Handmaid's Tale. Mm -hmm. You know, I got to hang out with her in the trailer and stuff. It was really cool. They didn't end up using my 
my hands, obviously, because, you know, in show business, sometimes they don't have time for things, you know, they like to keep it rolling, so they right. ended up just putting me in, as an extra, but I had to learn her guitar songs and everything, just in case okay. she needed a close-up, because she had, like, a week to learn uh -oh. that, but I think she killed it, I think she was good, so, so to keep I was like, I think you got this. Yeah. Like, one of the struggles of artists is to keep yourself, like, financially sustained. <laughs> so, like, you're always just yes. finding random gigs, basically. Yeah. Like, there's no set, like, way of, like, going about this if you're trying to pursue your passion. Yeah. It's like I like to say this. It's good to have a plan, but the, at the end of the day, it's like being a musician, there really is no, like, set plan as far as financial stuff goes. Yeah. At least as an independent because, you know, you gotta book yourself a lot of gigs, which some of those gigs can pay really, really well. So at least for a side job, that'll give you some income. But <clears throat> full time, uh, I'd imagine it would be extremely um, tough with a lot of dedication. Because I'm actually still living with my parents right now. Okay. You know, I do plan to move out within <clears throat> like the next year, but you know, they are supportive enough to kind of give me that time to really figure out what I'm doing before I yeah. kind of... And you're so young, too. ...set sail into the great big blue sea, you yeah. know? Yeah. But that's, like, yeah. super clutch to have, like, supportive parents mm -hmm. who, like, you have that ability. Complete gift. Yeah. Completely. And yeah. It sounds like you were being smart about having that at your fingertips right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's so like to just kind of like go out on my complete own right now, I feel like that would kind of be like a really bad decision in a way because I then I would have to worry about, you know, getting an apartment, you know, possibly getting a job at McDonald's, flipping some burgers and McChicken, <laughs> you know, while I really have time to get in my creative headspace right now. I feel like that's so important, mm -hmm. you know, kind of just set the record straight for what I'm doing. Well, you said you're 18, right? Mm -hmm. So you like just graduated? High school then? I graduated high school early last oh, okay. year, actually. I graduated mm -hmm. in December because I did online school for senior year okay. in order to kind of get a head start on the music thing. Nice. So I was like, I'm going to just finish this up real quick, guys. Going to wrap it up. So you know? did you know for a while that you were like, I'm not going to college after this. Like, I'm doing this. Yeah, so strange. I had a, <laughs> I had a thought, like, um, I think it was maybe sophomore year that I really wanted to go to college actually I was all about it I wanted to go to college for like music business and all that good stuff but then after that I kind of completely changed my mind I was like I don't think this is for me you know I, th I think there's a lot of musicians out there that haven't gone to college that are so successful mm -hmm. and I was like I feel like it would kind of take up some time that I maybe couldn't get back while sometimes people can go to college later in life so I feel like it's always an option yeah. You know, so I feel like it's not something I have to do right now, but Absolutely later in not. life I could always go back to Honestly, it might be better if, like, not saying that you will go to school by any means, but, like, if you did, like, going in the future probably sounds better because just with, like, their everyone's <laughs> plans of, like, yeah. mm -hmm. getting rid of the whole student loan issue uh, that's okay. happening, like, it could actually be a better financial decision in the future to go to college as opposed yeah, to right now. Definitely. I just really want to wait that one out just in case. It's a, like, if you don't know what you're going to do with that degree or whatever, like, <laughs> it's a terrible financial decision to right. come to school. Yeah. I mean, I'm reading like the, the 10th edition of the music, everything you need to know about the music business. I'm pretty sure that's what it's called. I've been reading that like religiously at home, you know, to kind of give myself a really good basis of what I need to know without mm -hmm. actually going to college for music business. And that's know? the thing nowadays. You could just learn anything, whether it's books, YouTube, yeah. it's out there. Yeah. You gotta self-teach yeah. yourself sometimes yeah. you know like i went to school for business and 
honestly, everything I learned in school for business in regards to like what Kyle and I do, none of that really like directly has helped me with anything, <laughs> which is ironic because it's just like... Do you forget it over time? Do you forget what you learned or like, so I feel like if I... No, was like honestly, I just don't think that at least the school I went to, uh, it just seemed that I was being taught very outdated things. Mm, I like gotcha. things that, yes, fundamentally, this is how business works and blah, blah, blah. But it's like, yeah, but like, it's always not? changing. Yeah. I'm like, dude, the, the stuff you're teaching me now was probably <laughs> yeah, like, it's like, good luck keeping up with her. You're right. She it, keeps spinning. It's so. like, especially <laughs> because the teachers that I had weren't like professionals outside of teaching. They didn't even do, free. they weren't even entrepreneurs. That's well, the problem. They were, some of them were, <laughs> it's just that they did stuff prior to teaching and then mm -hmm. they were doing teaching as like a end of their career type thing. Mm -hmm. So like they weren't actively in the business world. So they weren't able to like bring that knowledge of like what's going on right now to the table and kind of yeah. formula, formulate yeah. their teachings. And that always just kind of like, because I know that's not just happening there, it's happening everywhere. everywhere. Yeah, I feel like academia is like, it kind of closes you off from the actual world. It's just like you go into this like, I don't know, realm, and you're just like cut off from the practical like steps mm -hmm. of how to actually carry out business, yeah. or like how to perform certain shows, run events. Right. It's like, yeah. I, I feel like honestly one of the best ways to learn is through personal experience. Yeah. I know that sounds dumb to a lot of people, but it's just, it's so true, man. It's yeah. like, yeah. you know, it's like, how do you learn how to perform? Well, first you go out and you watch people perform and then you go do it yourself and work mm -hmm. out what works and what doesn't. And like you said, like if you want to be original, mm -hmm. create your own personal brand through this, you have to do it your own way. If you're trying to, if <laughs> yeah, you're trying to replicate someone else, it's not going to be you at that point. Yeah, exactly. So, fuck college. Yeah, <laughs> even though we both went to college, fuck college. Honestly, I feel like now that I'm two years out of college, I just think more that I did it for my parents than anything else. Because, <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, yes, the job I have now is directly related to the fact that I have a degree, but I don't see myself using my degree to that advantage for much longer. So... It's just interesting. Yeah. Kind of just depends on what you're going for. Like, if in terms of networking, college is a great oh, yeah. place sure. to go to. But you don't even need to go to college to do that. You could just be friends with people at that college and then... Go to the college parties and be like, yo, I don't yeah. go here. <laughs> like, it's Good. really a lot right, easier. You don't even have to go yeah, there. Yeah, that'd be yeah. funny. Like, that would definitely be funny, for sure. Yeah, how do you go about networking with people? Like, do you go to events and stuff specifically to meet people, or are you just kind of... I've literally never been to one of those networking events, surprisingly. I mean, I network a lot online. Like, anybody who knows me, even a little bit, knows that I am such a huge, like, self-promoter. And sometimes people frown upon that, but my whole outlook on that is it's fine to self-promote as long as you support other people, too. You know? Yeah, mm -hmm. It's like, if you want a follow, you better follow them, you know, but only like make connections that you think are genuine in the long run. You know, I, I just reach out to a bunch of different uh, musicians, people in, in my niche, I guess mm -hmm. what you could say. 
Which is, like, the indie pop kind of thing. Yeah, or just, you know, acoustic strummers, like, shredders, whatever. I like a really mm-hmm. broad... Um, it's, like, just because I don't consider myself to be, like, that, like, metal chick, like, so much anymore, which I, I still have some shred collabs coming out, which are quite heavy, but it's more of, like, a side project. I still like to connect with a bunch of different people in a bunch of different genres just because I'm a music lover, like, in yeah. general. So online, you know, uh, definitely I talk to everybody that comes to the shows for sure because you want to show that you're actually appreciative and you don't want people just sitting there, you know, go up mm-hmm. and talk to people. Mm-hmm. So basically I just met a bunch of really um, cool people with valuable relationships to me just by, you know, being open mm-hmm. and learning from everybody, mm-hmm. getting a bunch of advice, you know. Support. That's another thing yeah. to think about too. As far just as mutual like, support, really. If you come in as, like, an expert and you're trying to, like, tell people what to do, they're going <laughs> to close you off real quick. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You have to be open. Nobody likes a person who is way too opinionated, yeah. <laughs> you know? Which is good to have opinions. It's good to speak your mind. But, you know, you always want to be very accepting of, of everybody. Yeah. Listen you first know? before maybe mm-hmm. judging. <laughs> right. 100%. Um this is like not directly on this topic, but what would you say is like, I don't know, like the, the most, like the, the event story, something that's happened with your music that you're like most proud of or like most excited every time you like think about that, that thing happened. Um, man, I guess, uh, yeah, you got me with that one. <laughs> I'm really trying to think of something that was like, oh my god, I did that. I did make it to the finals of the Sammys a couple years ago for People's Choice, which I didn't even have a record out at that point. So, and that was like out of over 100 musicians and bands mm-hmm. that I got to that point. So, I'm proud of myself for doing that, for really like pushing myself as far as the promoting goes. Um, that collab with Jared Dines, I'm really, really happy about. You know, mm-hmm. I just, I messaged him over Insta and... We made that friendship through that, and I flew to the West Coast, did that collab. The video has around like 500,000 views right now. Damn. So I'm very proud of that, for sure. Even it, even though if it was a comedy of my eyebrows, at least I was <laughs> in it. You know, it was it's like, shit. It's just more publicity, too. <laughs> right? It's like, maybe I should just go back to those eyebrows because they got so much attention, guys. Like, I'm not even kidding. Like, half of the comments are like, bro, those eyebrows are about to fall off of her face, man. <laughs> Like, what? But, yeah, I am definitely proud of that whole entire experience because it was an experience, you know? He's this relatively known YouTuber that I got to hang out with and chill with, and that was really, really cool. Um, And then the stuff that I have coming up, I'm super proud of accomplishing, though I really do not, you know, just... You never know what could happen, so I don't want to, like, dive in and and talk about it, like, too fast, but I do have some, like, industry (coughs) reps that, you know, I've kind of reached out to. That I've kind of taken some interest in some of my music, so you know, just I continue to kind of push myself to make those connections. So I guess I'm always proud of myself for doing that, you know. Yeah, I mean, and also you're like, I'm not saying that you're like super fresh into it, but like you're in the very early, oh, yeah. you know, steps of, of very your early. music career. So like, right. you know, something that's happened now, like give it like even shit a year and you may like have something even crazier happen than anything you've had up to this point so yeah so much can change in a year so i'm always always thinking about that and what i could do next i think a really important part of it too is while i'm doing something i'm always one to think like three steps ahead 
Mm-hmm. So, like, what am I going to do after this release? Or, like, what am I going to book right. after this show to, like, be even better? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? And then you try not to let the past haunt you. And keep you <laughs> yeah. Do not let the past haunt you. <laughs> yeah. But that's, <laughs> that's, the, the, that's the beauty of just always thinking ahead. You right. Know? Just got to keep it moving. Thinking. You know, yeah. you really got to lock in what's important and what's not. Yeah. 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 For sure. <laughs> Literally. So, um, mm-hmm. outside of music. What, what exactly do you do with your time? Do, is, or is it always that. music? I don't do anything, like, aside from music. If I'm not doing music, I'm just promoting. Oh, wow. Like, period. Okay. I think if music didn't exist, which would be terrible, by the way, but if it didn't, I think I would just be a promoter or something like that. Or something to do with social media. Because mm. a lot of musicians okay. don't like doing that, like, the promoting aspect of it, right. but... For me, I feel like I have trouble balancing the two, like practicing, writing, promoting, practicing, writing, promoting, you know, because I, I just really like the whole social media thing going yeah. on. Well, you're yeah. definitely very talkative and you, you like put yourself out there and that's just like a perfect <laughs> yeah. hand in hand. Yeah, you know? it's like, I don't know, I guess I feel lucky for enjoying that part of the industry, you know, because I mean, that's, that's what's gotten me to the point I am at now like, i think i, I just reached ten thousand followers on instagram today nice. which for me anyways is a milestone you know it is yeah, to a lot of people that wouldn't be a lot but you know just keep expanding yeah. the network yeah really. that's all i do mm-hmm. besides music i just type really fast <laughs> i'm a pro typer <laughs> keyboard warriors <laughs> the new band <laughs> we are the keyboard warriors who would you say is the the most famous person that has actually like answered a DM of yours? Um, I guess I am like social media pals with some people that could be considered famous in some niches. Is that even the right word? Niche niche. Yeah. Niche. Yeah. What? Everybody pronounces that differently, but uh, I'm pals with Andy James through social media, which he's a famous guitar player, which he's brilliant. If you haven't heard of him, I highly recommend highly recommend that, which we might be doing a tune together sometime soon, Ooh. depending on his schedule, but he is very, very good. Jared Dimes, obviously. Uh, Angel Vivaldi. I'm pals with him on Insta, too. Uh, yeah, a lot of people from the guitar world mm. I have connected with, through Instagram, specifically. But they follow me and stuff, and yeah, those are a couple people that come right off the top of my head. So, Yeah. Just trying to gauge your style here. This is just like a pretty out there question. But like if you were to have a concert right now and you were to like dress up and like (laughs) the most original kind of outfit you would wear, what would you wear? Oh my gosh. Uh, The most original outfit. Okay, so. Like what is you? What is Kate Devin in clothes form? So this is random, but I think I I have these like really tall ass leather boots that I wear. I've kind of like worn them for a while, but probably those. Probably some sort of black leather skirt maybe with like an off the shoulder top like this maybe if i wanted to be really out there have my hair and like uh two big ass pigtails (laughs) yeah i don't know maybe my hair would be crazy i don't really know i mean i have long hair guys like i feel sad because i never do anything with it so i'm sure if i got the opportunity i would probably make it look very poofed or something yeah she has no volume on the on the off days you know, I kind of have to like, you Slough know, it a bit. yeah. Whenever yeah. I get my hair done for like a shoot or something, they put like a bunch of wax in it to make it yeah. like all, all poop. So I would probably do that. Just 
throw a bunch of wax in it, you know, go on stage with a guitar, leather jacket, maybe, you know. I don't think it'd be too outrageous, depending. I mean, I'm sure if I saw something outrageous, I'd probably do it, but. What's the, <laughs> what's the most uncomfortable thing that's happened to you at a show? Oh my gosh. Uh, so many things. By the way, sorry if I'm like constantly like licking my teeth, it's because my lipstick like hates me sometimes. This is a no judgment zone. No judgment <laughs> so zone. Listening. I love this ASMR. Yeah, fast, not the, yeah. Just like start. Right, like. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome. Is this what you want? Will this translate? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm done. <laughs> anyway, so I was in this bar one time. I'm not going to say the name of the bar because I think it's a good bar, but, anyways. I was playing there doing an acoustic show, and this lady comes up to me with a, with a stray cat in her hands mid-song while I'm singing and, and tries to give it to me, saying that she found it near this burned-down house or something. I think her daughter might have left it there, and I was like, oh, no, that, that's okay. So she just sets the cat down and starts walking around the bar or whatever, this possibly, I don't even know where the, where the cat actually was. Right, like, very right. raggedy, you know, looked like it hadn't been in a house for a long-ass time. And uh, while I was taking my break, she gets up behind the mic and she starts touching my equipment and she starts singing. She turns on the jukebox and puts on like a karaoke song and starts like singing karaoke during during my set. And I, I kind of had a, a tiny bit of trouble getting her off the stage. I didn't want to be mean or anything. Right, yeah. She said her husband had just died. Oh, wow. So she was getting her emotions out. By so I was like, man. Cats. But then the but then the bartender was kind of looking at me like, yo, you need to get back on stage. You know, this person needs to get off. <laughs> you feel me? So yeah, she just went up there and, and sang a bunch of karaoke. I've had people. Oh, and then she made me learn a song on the spot so she could sing. So she was like, uh, do you know the song? And I'm like, no. And she's like, can you learn it? And I didn't want to be mean. This is one of my flaws, I think. Sometimes I say yes too much, you know, especially since she said her husband just said, I was like, okay, I'll learn this song. So I learned it on the spot, you know, four chords, whatever. And she does a mini set at my show. Yeah, it was it was kind of a bit, uh, but that was a pretty wacky one. That's awkward. <laughs> That's very awkward. I think Zach was playing too. For that, I think she made him play as well because I had two guitars there, so it was like her her band for the night, you know. Was there, was there a lot of people there? No, there really wasn't. Maybe there was like a full bar at most, but at the same time, I was like, oh geez, like that venue specifically. Um, it's like it, a dive bar kind of thing. Kind of, yeah, yeah. definitely. Kind of, it has like a marina, kind of like dock or whatever. Some characters. Mm-hmm. It definitely has some characters. Like another dude there. He like tried to take my electric guitar and stuff. Not steal it, but he tried to like he was like, I'll show you how to play that thing. Try to try to take it. He's like, You need a headbang more, you know? And I didn't go with it, you know, because it's like it's whatever, we're just we're just having fun here, pals. But yeah, that venue specifically, I have like countless stories. Just like, whoo. <laughs> They're the people makes you stronger. Yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> I guess city. Definitely makes you stronger. <laughs> I mean I guess it makes you makes you look better that you're not like getting defensive and all, like I never get making it weirder than it already yeah. is at that point, you know? Like, yeah, it's not like I would just tell her like, yo, get off my stage, man. Like, mm -hmm. you know, it was kind of just that thing after I played one song for her, I was like, okay, you know, I think I got to get back up here. You know, bartender's saying it's, it's time, you know, just that kind of thing. You got to roll with the punches sometimes. Yeah, I think we already hit on this, like, the future, like where you're, where you're 
trying to go with your music. Mm -hmm. But do you have any like major goals with your music that you've kind of been like thinking about a bunch in terms of like, I don't know, the next like five to ten years? I would just love to tour the world, obviously. I mean, I want to travel the world anyways, like, because who doesn't, you know? Mm -hmm. I feel like, like, my soul needs that, you know? I need to, to see a bunch of different things. I need sunshine, yo. I need sunshine so bad. Get out um, of Syracuse. <laughs> like, For yeah, real. like, you know, I feel like where I live is even more less sunny, like, less sunnier. You know, but uh, yeah, uh, tour, and I think it would be a real treat to be signed to a major label sometime. Obviously, every artist, maybe not every artist, but it's a big goal for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. But I think if you're confident enough, it's attainable, you know, and I think that that would be a really big push for my craft and for what I do. So I'm a huge fan of Sony Music, huge fan of Universal, stuff like that. Bunch of the artists I follow. You better be listening. Yeah. <laughs> I love you. Cool <laughs> tag <laughs> Get signed right after yeah. the I'm taking a yes. sip of liquid luck. How would you go about doing that? Getting signs? Is there like a set kind of way to do it? I think really you just gotta be your best at all times and never get lazy. You know? So it's like some random agent will see you and then they'll refer you I think them. some people get really lucky and it could be random but you have to know the people to talk to it's right. really just a discipline thing and you got to be positive at all mm. times because nobody likes a negative Nelly mm. <laughs> nobody likes a negative Nelly so you really just gotta put yourself out there yeah. Yeah. I mean and you're already doing that so you're kind yes. of lending yourself to having a better chance at that reality than say someone who's got like the, the pipe dream. Yeah, of one that. of my one of my friends is actually uh well I don't wanna call him like a friend friend, but somebody that I've been in touch with, just one of the people I've been in touch with is an intern for Universal um mm -hmm. music and he had an interview with Island Records recently, oh, wow. which is Demi Lovato's mm -hmm. label. And uh, you know, said I have a lot of potential and he'll try to help me out. So, you know, there there are good people out there that, you know, if they see potential, you know. Right. They might be like, yo, <laughs> you feel me? You just got to keep, you know, pushing yourself to do better every time. Yeah. And I mean, also just like on the brand recognition, your personal brand recognition, mm -hmm. you know, generating followers on your own, that helps too, because a label can see like, oh, she doesn't have a label currently and there's already this X amount of people uh, like, yeah. following along. So Yeah, building your clearly... fan base is a huge part of it. You if like I feel like a lot of record labels kind of have this perspective. If you don't have the drive to go out and make your own fan base, you know, really put forth an effort, it's like what's to say you, you're gonna work hard when you get signed? Mm -hmm. You know, they want effort, they want drive, somebody who's gonna be like, Yeah, man, like I'll totally mm -hmm you know, kick, yeah. kick my own ass over this, <laughs> <laughs> you know, because it is hard work, it is, you know, building that fan base, but... Well, it's constant work. Constant. All the time. All the time. Yeah. You, yeah. Keeping people engaged. Mm. So, I, I know you talked about <laughs> liking the, like, the outreach side of things and the promotion, mm -hmm. and I know just, for at least from my own knowledge of kind of getting signed, you kind of get limited in some of the maybe the tactics that you normally go about because the label kind of steers oh yeah do things yeah is there anything like 
are you looking for a particular label that kind of runs things different than say a different label I guess well like a lot of the artists I look up to um, are from like Republic uh, Atlantic uh, Universal just a few well Universal is like a broad Interscope I guess Epic Records um, every one of these labels what they have in common is that they're just so good at what they do obviously because they are major labels but uh, as far as being limited goes, I feel like, you know, it's a give and take because you really got to trust them that they're gonna really do what's best for you as an artist. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I would completely just trust the whole process of that mm -hmm. because, you know, you see a lot of unique, original, cool people come out of those labels. Right. And they're really, not gonna so. ruin your brand. Like, that's the reason why you got to a certain level of fame. So to them mm -hmm. to come in and like squander that, that's kind of like... <laughs> yeah, they know yeah, what they're like, doing. They yeah. know what they're doing. I would they say like any time like a label is actually like like tried to like ruin an artist, it's like a, <laughs> it's a total one-off. Like like the Kesha yeah. thing. Like yeah, that was, was totally a one-off. Like I don't think all like... What happened with her? Like her, her label agent, whoever was like in charge of like her music basically was like suppressing her ability to create and made it mm -hmm. impossible for her to i think there was like some sexual harassment things going on i feel on like in there it was too. some like mistreatment going on for sure from what i've heard but look at her now yeah you know she was she, like not trying to be in the label at that point she's a completely different artist now for sure her sound is completely different she has an amazing voice obviously yeah. so she went from this like pop star to this like raw like she can belt. Is. She, she is talented. She's yeah. it's she can way more belt. accurate to who she yeah. is as an artist than what yeah. it was before. Yeah, it's tough. It's like a give and take because you want to be indie, you want to do your own thing, but mm -hmm. you also want that like level of fame to get you to right. Have and I feel like you know, I feel like for me, it's not even really about the fame at all. Right. It's more so just getting my music heard on like a broader yeah. scale on a, on a good platform you know and, and to be able to do things like tour and stuff like that having that kind of thing behind you really gives you you know more uh opportunity and it makes yeah. it a lot easier obviously especially if you want to tour the but, world yeah you know, you know yeah. that's a big dream of mine so just to have i mean even if it's like not a major label to have like a smart good team i feel like for me that's the next step because I totally trust the process and it's like yo I just want to go you know explore and have fun with my craft like yeah. regardless of what that it's is. It's the dream. Yeah. Oh out of all the places you would go travel to where would you want to go? Hmm I really want to go to Germany to see the castle. I don't know how to pronounce it but it's what the Cinderella castle is yeah, based on. Yeah. Oh my gosh it's so pretty. I think that would be at the top of my list and then maybe I think Switzerland would be really cool. Europe, anywhere yeah, in Europe. Europe's yeah, is a cool place. It's mm -hmm. like so, so many like historical buildings that yeah, are still Yeah, I love chilling, historical buildings. That are like old. Egypt, old. Egypt too. Oh my God, it's so magical. Would Thailand. You ever, would you ever just go like, get on a plane, land in Europe and just backpack and <laughs> bring your guitar and oh just play gosh. random gigs? I'm wondering bars. if you have to have a license to busk in like europe oh, but yeah that'd be interesting because uh i would need a pa in order to play a bar because right. you know people talk very very loud regardless of the bar that you're in you know because usually when you play bars they're looking for background music and stuff like that but 
busking on like the historical That'd streets of Europe. Oh my goodness. That'd be awesome. That would be neat. Yeah. That would be really neat. Imagine just like sitting at the base of the pyramids and just Oh my gosh. Jam playing. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That'd be so nifty. Yeah. But like that's what's <laughs> cool about music. You can take it wherever you mm-hmm. like, want to, really. Yeah. Yeah, like, really, truly, like, fame, money, like, nah, you know, like, not really, not, not the goal. More about the experience. Experience, I love, I just live for experience, you know. Mm. I just want to, like, live on a much broader scale, do, do a bunch of different things. Level up. Level up, level level up up that experience. Yeah, it's like, it's like once you climb one ladder, there's always going to be another ladder, you know. Yeah. There always is, as a musician, so you just got to keep climbing. You know? So we didn't hit on this, and it's something that I always like to kind of understand more from like the human experience side of things. Like with your music, what what kind of messages are you trying to like share with your listeners? Um, it is what it is, guys. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I'm gonna just be honest. It really is what it is. You just gotta like really own every experience that you go through and like every emotion. You know, I put so many emotions into my songs. So many emotions. I try to be as vulnerable as possible. But I feel like that's what music is about because you know I've had a few people say like you're kind of like more of a stoic person, you know, a little bit. But then when it comes to my music, it's so like. You know, it's got all this bitch's feelings. <laughs> you feel me? So just, you know, do you. Be, your, be yourself. And I know that sounds very generic because anybody will tell you that. But it's very, very true. Because I think that's how you'll get the farthest. Well, that's like... why it's generic. Because it's true. Yeah. It just keeps getting repeated. <laughs> yeah, every, everyone wants to hear yeah. this, like, what's the new thing that's going to happen? Right, like, what's like, the secret? There's no other secret. Like, oh, no, it's like, I wish reality. I could make it, I wish I could make it, like, more of a, you know, interesting, interesting answer, but... No. As, as far as, like, like emotions go, as, like, a music artist, you're, like, kind of in the realm of embracing all emotions. You have to, yeah, because how is it going to be interesting if you don't? Right. So as far you as, know? like, how you approach, like, maybe mental health, your own mental health like mm-hmm. how do you get through negative experiences to keep going like there's times we go through <laughs> hardship you know yeah there's definitely times but for me after I write a song I just instantly feel better and I feel like when it comes to stuff like depression you really got to give yourself a fighting chance because you know really simple things sometimes like I know sometimes it can be really severe you know I'm not trying to like downplay it or anything but you just gotta get sunlight just gotta do what makes you happy. Make sure you're around good people too, for one, because if you're not around supportive people that don't really understand what, what you're doing or what your goals are or what you want, it's really gonna weigh you down even if you don't think it does. Yeah. Because I've definitely been around people like that. Because I am a person that's constantly trying to support, 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 you know, but if people don't do that in They're return. They're taking from yeah, you. Yeah, and if or... they kind of just are negative to begin with, you know, you just don't want to surround yourself with that so i feel like it's kind of more of a yeah. i don't know it's like an environment thing yeah it's, it's a mindset thing cause... i always i always say that like you are a product of your environment so mm-hmm. if you like yeah. feel if something feels wrong with Probably how things are going you gotta then you gotta cup, start yeah. thinking about mm-hmm. who are the people you're hanging out with where are you hanging out like what are like where are the places you're going you know there's so many factors <laughs> yeah that you, there are many factors. you could start like real you know what kind of habits are you 
showing like you know you're like mm, maybe i should stop doing that maybe I should stop hanging out with that person at that place in the yeah. oh, and right it now. takes discipline too to bring out a habit yeah and i feel like that's what a lot of people don't like is because once you get so set in a certain mindset or a certain way of thinking or a habit that you know is unhealthy for you but you keep doing you know a lot of people are gonna not put forth the effort to actually change it it's keep, uncomfortable keep reverting back yeah. to you know, the, the same things that in turn are not good for them. So it, yeah. so at the end of the day, it's really it's really a, a whole entire mindset thing. You really got to just, you know, the mind is a powerful tool. So yeah. what, what you think, it's like a fake it till you make it sort of thing. What you think will eventually be what it is, you mm-hmm. know. It's kind of cool. It's like you're engineering your own mind. And mm-hmm. as artists, creatives, we're all constantly kind of having that self-reflection mode. Yeah. We're like trying to analyze mm-hmm. our thoughts, emotions. Yeah, it's like always self-reflect, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's 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 okay to feel any way at any given time. You just have to be disciplined enough to like get yourself through it. Yeah. And I, actually, like mm-hmm. change, like actively try to change the way you think. Because if you don't try, it's like you're not even giving yourself a fighting chance, you know. Yeah. If you're well, just sitting around like it'll never change, it probably won't. You also yeah. said, like, you know, it's comfortable to stay in that right. state, but, like, yeah. no one ever innovated or made, like, improve themselves by being in a comfortable state. Like, you have to put yourself in uncomfortable mm-hmm. situations. Get molded. Get, yeah. Yeah. Because, like, Definitely. it's uncomfortable because it's not something that you're doing currently, so you have to learn it. It's like learning yeah. guitar. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, simple as just going to the gym. That's not comfortable. But <laughs> yeah. if you keep going to the gym, so you have muscles. Yeah. I hate it, you know? I've never been to the gym. Like, I'm not athletic, so I would not know what to do, for sure. You know? So if we're talking about challenges here, I challenge you to go to the gym. I would love it. Honestly, like, I've been telling myself, like, get on, get on my grind, yo. Got my protein powder and all that good shit. Where's the protein? Yeah. Just get on the treadmill for, like, ten minutes and see how see how you feel afterwards. Probably, uh. I'm very out of my element. <laughs> I hate Probably out of breath, let's yeah. be real. Most, yeah, most gym things, I'm like, mm. even well, just, maybe you might, like, take something from that experience and be able to, like, incorporate <laughs> yeah. it into music. Like, I breath work. That's, AF. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go walk out with some big-ass muscles. That'd be so lit. See, yeah, now, that's You're a perfect example. That'll just never happen. Swole, just, like, yeah. <laughs> like, man, this, this girl's... My voice just gets ten times deeper. <laughs> yeah. If you could pick one like thing that you've thought about that could potentially be uncomfortable for you to go after, mm-hmm. but you like want to, what what would it be? Like anything? Yeah. Ever? I don't know. Something you've always like wanted to do, but you felt like I don't know. I probably couldn't do that. Dancing. Because mm. mm-hmm. I've always I've been like. Mm-hmm, <laughs> Uh, you ever salsa dance? No, I um, haven't. I actually used to take dance lessons way back when I was younger. I did a few dance recitals like in a group. Never did like a solo yeah, dance or anything mm-hmm. to that extent. But it would be like, you know, hip hop, very low key for beginner dancers. I remember being the only one in that group that couldn't do a split. And the dance teacher was like, um, what are you doing? And I was That's like, lame. And I was like <laughs> That's so lame. And I was like, what do you mean? And she was like, you can't, never mind. And then uh, she just kind of, right? I was like, mm. I was like, hmm. That's so discouraging. Yeah. <laughs> I look around 
you suck. <laughs> Without saying she, it. She just never mind. I look around, everybody else is doing a perfect ass split for their warm up, and I'm just like doing this weird, like, leg. <laughs> yeah, that's always been me, though. I'm always like the odd noodle, but yeah, I used to take dance lessons. I just like, I am so comfortable with my guitar. I feel like it's my second body, but eventually, I want to be able to put it down, you know, really be comfortable with, you know, possibly doing some of that. Because I feel like people who dance, they just kind of walk and they talk differently. Mm. You know, there's yeah, just something about... Yeah, it's like a confidence it. thing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Not saying that you're not confident, but like... I feel like everybody's confident. Additionally confident building, yeah. you know? I feel like that'd be fun to pursue. I feel like we could always be a little bit more confident, you know? Mm -hmm. It's just a different kind di of di confidence. Yeah. It's cool that you brought that up, like... the aspects of confidence yeah you know? there's it's so like depends really because like, like you could be confident playing your guitar but like maybe when it comes to school maybe i don't know just like it brings different things out of you yeah, yeah. exactly Everybody's right like you were saying like if you're like a really good dancer like they like walk a little bit different <laughs> you know yeah Yo, yeah yeah because like i I don't want to say I'm like a dumb walker or whatever, <laughs> but like, yeah, I feel like you can just like tell by like, uh, I don't want to say like my overall presence because I'm sitting here and maybe I'm not too awkward. I mean, I don't know, but I definitely feel like, you know, the way I, I come off lots of times is rather awkward. I'm not sure. Not to say that I would, that if I would dance, that would make that any different, but. Maybe that's just you. Maybe it is. <laughs> maybe I would just be an awkward dancer too, but. And that would bring something new and innovative to the dance world. Uh, awkward yeah. dance? <laughs> yeah. You can just I don't know, there's just, I can't pinpoint it. There's just something about dancers mm -hmm. that's like, man. Yeah. yeah. There is like a natural born kind of thing to it. I think. Yeah, I'm ne that's definitely not me. I'm definitely not natural at that. Mm -hmm. Definitely yeah. not. And that's a good thing too, just being like self-aware enough to know like where you fit the mm -hmm. molds and like what environments yeah. you should be putting yourself in. <laughs> yeah. But I mean just like every everyone's not a guitar player, everyone's not a dancer either. So Right. I mean Yeah, what you find easy is probably like the hardest thing in the world to another person. Right. Literally like guitar. When, yeah, when people <laughs> tell me that like I'm good at guitar or whatever through Instagram or whatever after a show, I literally like will laugh mm. because I mean on acoustic I can say yeah, I'm rather comfortable with it. But, you know, there's certain things that I'm just like, guys, I, it's like, thanks, but the people that I look up to, it makes me think that, you know, maybe I'm not, maybe I'm not mm. so, so good, you know? Yeah. Which that's is, just humbling, you know? Opens your mind to yeah, different possibilities. Yeah, like I really do not consider myself to be like a great guitar player by any means. I think I, I do what I do confidently, but, you know, I feel like it's just the people that I look up to are fucking beasts on guitars so maybe that's why i don't know i mean i guess it's good to like it's good to get that positive reinforcement from people listening to you oh yeah of but course. it's also I always like, appreciate it it's yeah. always it's also like good that you take that and appreciate it but you you have that like more harder to reach goal of trying to be <laughs> on that level of you know the people you look up to yeah definitely that pushes you because if you just sort of like oh my god everyone thinks i'm great i'm fucking great and then you just don't, yeah. like, try to achieve um, anything better than yeah. that. Like, then you're limiting yourself, so. Yeah, definitely. I don't think I've ever thought like that, to be honest. I've always, like, 
I don't want to say I'm bad at taking compliments, but I'm always very aware that there's something I could be doing better, you know, and maybe that's just me being hard on myself, really not uncommon for artists, whether you're a painter or a singer or a dancer or whatever, you know, if you're a creative person, you're probably going to think to yourself, there's something I could be doing a bit better right now. Yeah, yeah. better, better every day. So I feel like that's <laughs> both a positive and negative habit that I have, you know, it Double could go either story. way. Yeah. It could really go either way. It's all about the progression. Yeah, yeah, man. Keep the sure. progression going. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Let me, let me look at Alright, so we're coming up on like hour 20. So, um, did we, is there anything that we missed that you wanted to talk about by any chance? Um, let's see, I talked about my upcoming shows. Obviously, the album, March 25th, which I will have CDs by the 23rd. So, uh, be sure nice. to contact me if you want any. Uh, I, they will be limited. I think I'm only getting like 50 CDs right now. So, uh, and yeah, and then my Instagram is the Kate Devin. Uh, website is katedevin.com, and then my Facebook is Kate Devin Music. So those are my main three stomping grounds. If you want to stay in touch with me and be my pal, you know, do you manage all of that yourself? Yes. Like, yeah, um, I created my own website. I redid yeah. it like three times. <laughs> so yeah, I pretty much manage all that, all that stuff. And cool. so anyone can giggles. reach out to you just through any platform, Facebook, and it'll be directly to you. Yep. And I will probably cool. respond, definitely, actually, because I always check my DMs vigorously. Nice. <laughs> so, I mean, that's good, though. You yeah. Gotta, if you want. Mm -hmm. I mean, even just, like, how, like, the social media algorithms work, if you're not, like, engaging back with the people, then... Yeah, that doesn't make too much sense to me. Yeah. And some people do it. They just ignore it. And it's like, why? I always <laughs> feel bad if I ignore, you know? Yeah. But that's good. It's like I mean, if somebody sends you a, a nice thing, it's like, respond, dude, yeah. you know? They want out of their way. Yeah. Just right. Say something good about you. you know, it's like it takes effort to type, video. guys. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I definitely know that. So, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is there any, like, last words or anything you want to tell the people outside of you know plugging yourself but any messages or anything about um my message is that this podcast is cool and there is a lot of nifty things in here <laughs> lots of nifty things like so many lights and i'm I sorry i'm sorry you couldn't be here when i had my finished set but i'm uh, so excited to see that i love little lights but so, <laughs> i actually think the the next episode after you as long as we don't have anyone on the show next week we'll have it so i'm, I'm building this loft in like a day so it's gonna be oh my goodness <laughs> and then it's gonna be ready to go so it's gonna be hard work guys better tune in for it yeah. <laughs> so there you have it thanks again for tuning in to bindalism a philosophy to self-sufficient lifestyle be sure to explore other episodes of bindalism on our spotify and apple podcast you can find more boho hobo stuff on instagram and twitter at boho underscore hobo underscore, as well as on our Facebook page at Boho Hobo Lifestyle. It'd also be dope if you could subscribe to our YouTube channel as well. Our YouTube channel has more episodes from Bindalism in video form, along with other random shenanigans that we're up to. We're constantly filming new experiences, so it's one way you guys can stay up to date with us in our journey. So yeah, I guess that's it for now. Until next time, peace.